Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, real good show, back at it again for episode number 80, an episode uh, that I don't think will be fully appreciated during its time in Toronto, and maybe will never be fully appreciated for what it really did during those years uh, before moving on, of course, to New York and Atlanta, and then... Winnipeg, is and that, now he's yeah. gone. I'm yeah, that, sure. uh, Nick Antropov. That's Nick Antropov. That be Nick wow. Antropov. It's the uh, yeah the the first man to lead Kazakhstan to glory in the uh, World Junior Championships. That was the year they beat Canada in the like seven eight game or whatever. Jesus, wow. yeah. and he did it all himself. Well, yeah, yeah. it's so oh yeah, it was all him. There's basically yeah. no other Kazakhstani no, yeah. players that no, I no. can think of. Well, really. Ni- Nigel Dawes. What? Nigel Dawes played. Oh, that's right. No, he, he got he, he got, got citizenship. He got yeah. citizenship, but he doesn't. I think he they. It's like him and Dustin Boyd and someone else. But they, uh, yeah, I think they do play for Kazakhstan. Actually, it's like Nigel Dawes, Dustin Boyd, and oh, Brandon Bachinski. I feel like we've talked they about play, this before. Yeah, we have because they play for Akbar's Kazan. Yes, hey. yes, that's right. Uh, the other name in contention for number eighty was Jeff Sanderson, who I believe is the only player who's ever been loaned out at the deadline with another year left on their contract with the agreement that you must be traded back after the end of the season when he came to the Canucks from Columbus at oh, the 2003 Yeah, that's when they got Ruchinski and yeah. Yeah, Jeff Sanderson had another year left and it was like, we'll give him to you because we're not making the playoffs, but uh, we do want him again next year, <laughs> so please give him back. Sweet. Yeah. Great intro. Long, yeah. very long intro. long-winded and about former players. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm Justin Morissette, and with me again, as always, is... Stefan Heck. John Cullen. And with us for this very special episode is... K. Trevor Wilson. K. Trevor. K. Trevor. Yeah, thank you for being here. Well, yeah. thanks for having me. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, the JFL Northwest Comedy Festival. It's happening. And uh, you're Just in town for that? Just kicked off yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Did the first show over at Yuck Yucks all weekend. Nice. And then Good. I head back uh, to Ontario to start season three of Letterkenny. Nice. nice. Congrats. Yeah. This Tuesday. Congrats on all the begins. success. And uh, that's you guys filming Sudbury, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So that'll be a good. Uh, It'll be nice and cold. Yes. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. Hey. Nice and it, cold and covered in snow. How do you, do you do all the like interior stuff then? Or are you trying, are there, is the next season going to be a little more wintry? Cause I feel like all the outside stuff is usually sunny. When well, we're, we're doing, uh, we're doing 18 episodes for season three. Holy but, shit. Wow. But they're split up over three blocks of six. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, February to March, we're shooting the first six, uh, which will be winter. And right. Then okay. We'll come back uh, in June and shoot the next. Oh, six. Okay. Nice. And then the the final six will be shot sometime around October, November. Nice. Uh, I'm looking forward to some wintry letter, Kenny. I feel. Yeah. Like well, we knew we're a Canadian show, so it's yeah. about time. Yeah. yeah. It's about time. <laughs> yeah. I think we've had a very unrealistic uh, representation of of uh, Canada, what with it always being sunny and beautiful on in Letter Kenny. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that'll be good. You know, in in, in our, our we filmed our St. Patrick's Day special last year during in June. <laughs> right. So it's going to be very strange when people are watching the St. Patrick's Day special on the seventeenth, and it's like, wow, that, what a balmy March! <laughs> Beautiful day it is for Southern Ontario. That is a clear and sunny March day. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. 
<laughs> no, uh, yeah, the parking lots are somehow devoid of piles of rotting snow. Yeah, How is this yeah. possible? Yeah, no, I, I understand that. I feel that. I was going to say, uh, we don't have to talk about Letterkenny too much, but I did want to ask because I think you're kind of the guy on the show. You sort of have this catchphrase, and we had people that have, did we get people tweeting questions? We had multiple people tweet that's what Sai appreciates about you or whatever. How yeah. are you already tired of that or how does that, uh, I mean, it, it, it's awesome. that people love the show of course, so much yeah. and that, and that it, it, it comes around. It is something I hear like daily now, right. uh, <laughs> you know, but it, 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 for, for years people just shouted penis at me when I walked down <laughs> right. the street because uh, of your famous penis the, game the penis in church, game bit. church story. <laughs> yeah. So I, I appreciate you as much nicer to have yelled at you than, <laughs> And hey, penis! <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> it, it, it's not so much the quotes that get to me, but I, I get a lot of repetitive questions. Uh, like the same, uh, the same from, questions. From people and yeah. over and over again. And like the, the, the most exhausting one is when people start, you know, come up to me and start talking to me about Michelle Mylad, who plays Katie on the show. Right. Because I'll just get idiot questions from people. Like, guys will come up and be like, so the sisters, like, is she really hot? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you watch the show, right? It's like, yeah. Like, do you think she's hot on the show? It's like, fuck yeah. It's like, well, then why are you asking? She was like, you know, but what she looked like in real life? Like, like that. That's what she looks like, you know? Well, these days with computer graphics, you know, you can never really tell. Like, they, they yeah, tell I mean, people, CGI. Tell people yeah. It's not like a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. You know, it doesn't pull off a rubber mask at the end. And it's Some Old Man old. Mitchell from the amusement park. <laughs> uh, like, no, she, I mean, for God's sake, she was a, she was a, mo- lived for, uh, in Japan for a year doing modeling work. Like, right. she's professionally good looking. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Well, especially now, because like I could sort of see it maybe in the days of like standard definition television. Maybe you only got a 13 inch set at home, yeah. whatever. But like, yeah, like pre social media, yeah, pre social media, you but have, like it's you have HD. high def TV yeah. and access to her Instagram yeah. like, and you, Snapchat. You and tell all me, you, you, can, you t- can pause TV now, too. So. The other thing that the people like, uh, uh, people always want to find out, like how I got involved in the show, and they all expect they're all expecting, I think, some like crazy story. And it's right, like, it's like I went to an audition, <laughs> <laughs> and and I was better than the other guys at the audition, <laughs> and they hired me for the job. Like that, they're like, oh, you weren't like best friends before the show. It's like, no, I, I never met Jared until I started working for him. Right. This is real life. <laughs> I, well, I feel like with Letterkenny, too, I think probably part of that is that it feels so real for a lot of people that maybe they think like, you're oh, okay, all, you're literally just buddies that yeah, got a camera. If I am being honest, at least five members of the cast played on the same beer league hockey team right. in Vancouver yeah. Before, yeah. The, before the show. Uh, and that'd be uh, Jared Kiso, Nate Dales, Tyler Johnson, and uh, Andrew Hur and Dylan Playfair all right. played on the same team. And actually, uh, the Ginger played by uh, Jammers, Jamie Lapointe, right. also was on that. Okay, team. there you go. No, nice. that was, that was, uh, I heard he fucked an ostrich. <laughs> the the Boots and the Ginger are played by Jared's like two best friends from like outside of acting. Right. Uh, Jordan uh, plays Boots and, and Jamie plays the Ginger. 
And and they're both like neither one of them are actors. They're just regular dudes. Jamie's a, a mortgage broker. I'm not sure what uh, Jordan <laughs> does, but I'm I know he's in a axe throwing league, but that's not An a professional th- a league. Yeah, yeah. Where you have to hit targets yeah. or. Holy shit. Okay. How is there an... Okay, we got to get back to the axe thing. Uh, I mean, but, but the, uh, he, in like small towns and especially like northern No, he lives in Toronto. This, <laughs> is, places this, with is, like this is downtown Toronto. They have an axe Native communities. Here. I definitely know that axe throwing is a thing I've seen in my time. Yeah, up but north. a league, that's fucking... Yeah. That's, yeah, and and yeah. this is in Toronto. This is in Toronto. So it's like darts, but with axes? It darts with axes. Okay. And they do yeah. it where? Where would they there's the, the there's, Axe throwing club? There's an axe throwing club in Toronto. <laughs> um, I think I knew that. I'm just picturing like in a bar instead of having a dartboard. There's just like well, <laughs> one year. One year they were uh, one year the axe throwing club was one of the sponsors for JFL 42. So all the comedians at, at JFL 42. I think got, that's how I knew about got it. Free yeah. passes to go axe throwing if they wanted to. But yeah, so so Jared wrote his two best friends into the show and gave them the jobs of playing ostrich fuckers. <laughs> Alleged ostrich. Alleged, yes. Allegedly. That's very important. Allegedly. To, uh, very important to make that <laughs> distinction. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, speaking of, I mean, if you wanted to go watch axe throwing. Yeah. Ah. You'd probably need to buy tickets you for it. You probably would need to buy tickets for and it. And I think there's only one place to buy tickets that we all know and love. Yeah. yeah. And that is the SeatGeek mobile app. That's right. Uh, proud sponsor of the Real Good Show podcast. Now, and are we going to play the DJ drop that I commissioned? Uh, yes, we definitely Do, do I have to? Yes. Yeah, you right. could, I, I got a custom DJ drop. For nice. Us. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, the podcast is... SeatGeek.com. That's what I'm talking about. StubHub can suck my dick. (laughs) We had somebody alert us this week, in fact, uh, that Miles Teller, the actor, was tweeting about how SeatGeek... He was. StubHub was shit. StubHub StubHub had ripped him off. That's right. That he bought tickets on there that had already been sold. So when he showed up, he was not able to get into the gig. And somebody tweeted at him, SeatGeek is where it's at, my brother. That's right. And... They are bang on correct because you will never have that problem with SeatGeek.com. Right. Every single <laughs> ticket you buy on there, absolutely guaranteed to be a working, real, legitimate ticket. And That's right. in all of my experiences, I've always been able to get into yeah. any show that and I I'm not Miles for. Teller. I'm yeah, not a exactly. famous person. Exactly. And I, they still let me in the building with my SeatGeek ticket. Yeah. So uh, every ticket uh, that you buy on there is guaranteed. And you're also guaranteed to get the best deal because they try to hook you up with the most undervalued tickets available. That's right. Uh, I saw Tom Hanna looking at WrestleMania tickets the other day on SeatGeek, and he was able to find something for a, a hundred and thirty bucks that Good he price. still was not willing to pull the ticket, uh, <laughs> pull the trigger on. Tom, wow. get your act together. Well, if he used it's our, WrestleMania, yeah, <laughs> and if he used, they're going to pay one hundred and thirty bucks for WrestleMania, exactly. no matter what. Uh, that's minimum, I think. Survivor Series weekend in Toronto, I dropped two thousand dollars on wrestling tickets. Jesus, <laughs> did you go to Takeover and Survivor Went to Series? Takeover, Survivor and Series, Raw? Monday Night Raw, wow. and then we drove to Ottawa and did uh, SmackDown. Where so. were your seats? Uh, mostly I was in the 100s, except raw. I got floor seats, so nice. I got the I got the commemorative uh, chairs. I, I bought uh, three tickets, so that's why it was so damn expensive. I now have three commemorative wrestling chairs in my apartment. <laughs> nice. That's Is that every cat. episode of Raw? They let you take the chairs if you're if you buy floor seats. If you buy, oh really? Yeah, yeah. If I, you buy the, the I knew they did that for pay per views. I didn't know. If you buy the VIP floor Raw, seat, so. seats, you get to keep your chairs. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, nice. over $2,000 spent on wrestling I maxed out there. a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> and, I was like, and then, then I, I, I did it because I, I, I got room on my credit card. I got all my stuff playing. And then I got a last-minute call to go to the States to do shows, and I had to get my manager to book me flights and hotels because... <laughs> 
I'd maxed out my credit card <laughs> buying wrestling tickets, and, and my other credit card, uh, I, I had uh, I had a problem with it, so I had to get a new card sent, and it hadn't shown up yet. So, I was like, so you were just like, hey, "Listen, <laughs> earn your ten percent and, and buy these tickets." <laughs> well, uh, you would have been able to save twenty dollars if you'd done this podcast appearance before then, because listeners of this program, uh, if they use our promo code Real Good on their first purchase at SeatGeek.com uh, or on the SeatGeek mobile app, I should say, under the settings tab, enter promo code Real Good, you will save twenty dollars, American dollars in fact that's right off wow. of your first seat geek purchase by using that promo code once again real good use the real good promo code on the seat geek mobile app today so to there you go those tickets, tickets could have been 1970 yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> 1900 dollars and and yeah 1980 yeah. i think well i said 70 just just counting for exchange rate yeah, uh, yeah. 1975 we'll call it the 1975? Yeah, the 1975 Perfect. that you spent on wrestling tickets. Nice. I love uh, that. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you for uh, uh, sitting through that <laughs> ad copy. There. I mean, the, D- the DJ drop helped, I think. Yeah, yeah I play it again. So too. I, well, I paid this guy to do like seven custom DJ drops. Nice. So. Yeah. yeah, and he's a pro. SeatGeek.com. That's what I'm talking about. StubHub can suck my dick. Yeah, I made him say that uh, Jared Fogle is innocent. Oh wow! And he just like did it and had no. He has no no qualms. No qualms. That's a professional voice, man. You yeah. don't ask questions. Yeah. Exactly. You just you just read the paper. Yeah. Absolutely. Now speaking of people who uh, help us out with sponsorships yeah. on the program, do we have uh, any we new do. donors? We do. We have this one week? new donor, and we will play the theme song just for this one fucking guy. Here we go. Yeah, there it is. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money, that we know. That we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All All your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck Fuck your your parents. parents. (laughs) Who, Who was it this week, John? It was Joe Petty, and he dominate, uh, dominated. <laughs> he donated six dollars and twenty six cents because he did the conversion himself from English pounds. So we have a listener from the UK. Really, one Joe Petty. Well, you say that like like and, it's impressive. Uh, it, well, I mean, you maybe just type it into Google. Yeah, I know, but it's pretty sweet. No, no, but well, yeah, he did the he could have no, just given us No, I know, but the way the way you said it well, was like the just, conversion that's the impressive yeah, part. He's is that giving we us have extra a money. UK listener. Yeah, oh, well, that that, that the, is yeah, no. Yeah. I meant the way you said you said it like, oh, no, the he impressive converted part it, like by well, hand. No, I meant with an abacus. <laughs> yeah, an abacus, exactly. <laughs> no, it was like, no, what I was saying was that he could have just given us 5 American dollars. That's true. But instead he gave us 626. He wanted to say like pound like Yeah. Okay. Jesus, Justin. Uh, was there a message attached with that donation? Uh, no, I don't recall that. I think there was one. I don't know. Uh, never I th- seen it. I think he said that he was a member of Team Morissette. I've never uh, heard of it. Don't we have like an ongoing about. feud oh, okay. right now because uh, we opened a gift to the show and, and John wasn't there. Uh, Chris James. Yeah, we was broke a cardinal in. rule. Um, and John has decided that this is unacceptable. But we're playing nice right now. In yeah, we have company. Polite yeah. company, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the JWO, There's a lot of simmering resentment. The JWO uh, will take over the show. Yeah. Uh, That's a guarantee. But speaking of UK listeners, uh, Letterkenny actually has like a pretty like international following, considering it's not available. Yeah, considering it's only available in Canada, uh, there are a lot of people illegally downloading <laughs> our show and watching it uh, internationally. We got uh, we get messages from fans in Australia, 
uh, in the United States. And we've got quite a few. Fa- we actually, there was an article written about us in the Dairy Daily News in Ireland. Right. Because Letterkenny um, is an actual city in Ireland, right? Letterkenny, it's Ireland. Uh, it, was, it was actually uh, an IRA hub in the 70s. Uh, it's like Letterkenny, Ireland is, is Irish, like super Irish. And uh, uh, the article was probably mostly about how the show is just fucking up their Google search results. Well, we, we ended up taking over their Twitter feed uh, when we oh. were shooting season one because oh, we, really? were, we were, you know, tweeting a lot and hashtagging Letterkenny on everything. So Letterkenny Ireland started getting all these people in Letterkenny Ireland looking up stuff in their town, started seeing all these messages uh, from us filming the show, being like, you know, hashtag Letterkenny, Letterkenny problems. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And then, <laughs> and then they started watching it and like, well, I don't know what it is, but it's funny. And, and yeah, now we have a, a strange uh, a set of Irish fans that found our show quite by accident. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Speaking of the UK, were they involved in Desert Storm? Because oh yeah, I feel like Tra- K. Trev has been sitting I've, there I've, so I've been, patently, I've been yeah, even, these desert and I know he wants to open them so badly. And guys, for a free Pro Set Desert Storm cards checklist, you can you can send away to the Pro Set Gazette in Packway, Dallas, Texas. Okay, let's I feel see like if we this should try and do that. Yeah, let's see if this address still exists. What's the address they got there? Uh, Pro Set Gazette DS. One seven two five zero Dallas Parkway, Dallas, Texas. Dallas Parkway. Granted, this was twenty six years yeah, ago. I believe that's uh, the book depository. <laughs> <laughs> and I am opening up these cards. We got to drop it the play. Is a we do, we do have a DJ here. drop first. Okay. It does it's exist. It's time to open some motherfucking Desert Storm trading cards. <laughs> oh hell, fucking yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a parking lot now, just so you guys know. This really? is this is Dallas Parkway right here. This is the so There's no building. No. They paved paradise. They paved <laughs> paradise and put up a parking lot, baby. Ooh. All right, what do we got here, yes, K Trev? First card is military asset, Warbird, the F one seventeen A stealth fighter. Oh, oh shit. Wow. That's a good that's, that's a, a that's, that's a, a good hot opener. card, yeah. That is uh, manu- manufactured by Lockheed. Oh, of course. Can reach speeds of uh, 465 miles per hour or 1,038 kilometers for those Shit. of us on metric. <laughs> uh, so us. Yeah. <laughs> Range 460 miles, 741 kilometers for combat. Armament, TV or laser-guided missiles or bombs or <laughs> anti-radiation missiles. Beautiful. Wow. That, that is a and sick. a crew of one. Wow. Oh, oh, wow. Invisible to radar. Radar. Sorry. <laughs> radar. <laughs> radar. <laughs> Invisible to radar. The F 117A is designed to sneak inside Emini. Em- <laughs> I am uh, I'm high. <laughs> inside enemy defenses and attack high priority military targets. In Operation Desert Storm, it was part of the first wave of aircraft inside Iraq. That's because it could sneak, guys. I like that. Destroying snuck radar snuck in. installations and aircraft on the ground, it paved the way for the massive airstrike to come. The stealth attack fighter employs a variety of modern weaponry. is guided by the most up-to-date navigation and attack system. Yeah. TV. I, I TV, baby. <laughs> I definitely TV have like, missiles. a toy of that plane. Just an old like CRT. It's monitor. a badass plane, yeah. Ooh. No, number two is the fighting ship. The Ooh. USS Theodore Roosevelt. Ooh. A 
aircraft carrier. So it was uh, not the most uh, not the most swift ship. Nope, nope. <laughs> its speed is thirty plus knots. Nice. I don't know what that means. That was just a reference to Teddy Roosevelt's failing health. It's uh, forty <laughs> miles per hour or sixty kilometers per hour. Uh, Does it say that on there? A little faster than his wheelchair. Yeah, a little faster than. It can hold 86 aircraft. Holy Uh, shit. That's the wrong Roosevelt, actually. Displacement 96,700 tons. FDR would have been the one in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah, I think that you're right, actually. Teddy was the guy you yeah, hunted. Yeah, Teddy was the uh, Teddy was the the, the war hero, yeah, right? Uh, the, right. And uh, the guy who conserved the national forest, the teddy bear. Is yeah, the teddy bear. Teddy I do know that. Yes, yeah. yes. First tireless work in uh, <clears throat> conservation. It has a crew of uh, wow six thousand and eighty four to Holy crew shit. the Theodore Roosevelt, including seventy two Marines. And at the time, it was the newest of the U.S. Navy's complement of carriers in Operation Desert Storm. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt has a four-geared steam turbines and four shafts powered by two modern nuclear reactors. It's a nuclear boat. Nice. Or nuclear, if you're George Bush. Uh, <laughs> nuclear. The largest carrier in the Red Sea and the Persian Gulf. The ship is equipped with the latest defense missile systems. Home port is Norfolk, Virginia. Nice. You don't have uh, to read the whole card carrier, if you don't want to. But I like it. That aircraft uh, yeah, carrier you do, you is probably do you. larger Ooh, than we got most a personnel Canadian card. small towns. Ooh. We got a personnel card. Uh, the U.S. Marine Warrior. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh shit. You're what? three for three so far. Yeah, you're he is, this is and, a great uh, the, the picture is him uh, <laughs> jumping a fence <laughs> surrounded by an eerie green mist. That's right. Uh, <laughs> U.S. Marines trained to be infantry first. They're taught they will face nine common elements in combat. Violent sights and sounds, casualties, confusion, lack of information, feelings of isolation, communication <laughs> breakdowns, discomfort, and fatigue. Jesus He's experienced all Continu- of them in that photo. Yeah. Continuous operations and homesickness. Five <laughs> and characteristics. Homesickness. Five characteristics enable Marines to overcome fear, morale, <laughs> discipline, esprit de corps. The fucking French in a uh, U.S. Yeah. trading card. <laughs> yeah. That is... Proficiency and motivation. Oh, I love that. That's actually my that might be my favorite card so far. For the record, Roosevelt did have many crippling illnesses, yeah, but we are thinking of FDR. No, FDR was the polio. FDR oh, had yeah. polio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, it says, born a sickly child with debilitating asthma, Roosevelt successfully overcame his health problems by embracing a strenuous lifestyle. See, I would have just given up. He integrated his exuberant personality, vast range of interests, and world-famous achievements into a cowboy persona defined by robust masculinity. So he overcame asthma with his dick. I thought he was going to have really bad jaundice or something. No, towards the end of his life, he also had breathing issues, and he also nearly died of a tropical virus when he was exploring the Amazon basin. So he had a lot of illnesses, but he just stuck his dick in Nearly died as a badass explorer, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he's a good dude. We got a geography card. Okay. These are hit or miss. Yeah, these are usually boring. Tel Aviv. Oh, that's a hit. You are having a great pack. Founded in 1909. Location, Mediterranean coast. Significance, political center. Largest city. Tel Aviv is the business, intellectual, and political center of Israel. Sweet card. If anyone wants to trade me. (laughs) (laughs) Geography. Diego Garcia. That just sounds like a dude. Yeah, that does sound like a dude. And it's got a British flag on it. Is it a beach? Is it an island? It is the main island of the Chagos Archipelago. It has been part of the British Indian Ocean Territory since 1965. I doubt it still is. It has no permanent civilian population and is the site of a joint Anglo-American Naval Communications Center. Okay, so it was the... So it's a strategic... During Desert Storm, it was the airbase for the B-52 bombers, and it was discovered by Portugal in the early 16th it century. It does still exist. Wow. <clears throat> it still belongs to... It's just off the west Britain? coast of Australia. 
Um, I'm just trying to see if it still is owned by them. Continue, Ktrev. And Military we're... asset Warbird, the FA-18 Hornet. Jesus. Shit, this is a great... If you bought this pack in 1991, you were fucking loving it. Manufacturer, McDonnell Douglas, speed Mach 1.8, range 662 miles. Armament, a 20-millimeter 20, uh, 20 M61 gun, two wingtip Sidewinder missiles, other missiles and or bombs. Crew. This is pretty sweet. The FA-18A is a one-person ship, and the 18B is a two. Okay. This is uh, Diego Garcia was bought to accomplish the UK-US mutual defense strategy in November of 1965 from the self-governing colony of Mauritius for three million pounds. For three million pounds to create the British Indian Ocean Territory with the intent of ultimately closing the plantations to provide the uninhabited British territory from which the United States can conduct its military activities in the region. Wow. Pretty badass. There you go. Yep. The Hornet fun, fun plane. Nice plane. Though. And now I believe Mauritius does own it again. I don't uh, know how that Good happened, for them. Good for, good for Mauritius. We got another military asset and another fighting ship. It's the Ticonderoga class cruiser. It sounds yeah, like baby. a steakhouse, but it <laughs> fights like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Armament, tomahawk, harpoon, and standard missiles. Two phalanx CIWS, six torpedo tubes. Crew of 364. Nice. It is as many crew members as there are days in an average year. Beautiful. Oh. Position in the Red Sea with the Roosevelt and America carriers. Well, there you go. Use Tomahawk cruise missiles. Slightly racist cruise missiles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I prefer my cruise missiles racist. And we got an intelligence file. Okay. Dun, da, 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 the Arabic language. <laughs> wow. Did we get that one before we made? No, no we, we got, we got uh, uh, common greetings or something. Oh, oh Arabic greetings. That's, that's true, right. Yeah. Ara yeah. Arabic is the national language of 120 million people. It's the official language of 18 countries in North Africa and the Middle East and one of the six official languages used in the United Nations. English words from Arabic include algebra, checkmate, loot, tariff, and magazine. Hell yeah. Some familiar Arabic words are imam, the prayer leader of the mosque, uh, with Sunni definition, or the divinely appointed successor of Muhammad, the Shiite definition. They're going to argue about that one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Another commonly used Arabic word, jihad. Oh, I've, I think I've heard that one before. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Holy war waged on behalf of Islam as a religious duty. And I the, feel like in 1991, that wouldn't have been that common. That'd be like a fun jihad. Fact. Yeah, no, no, we, we yeah. were just learning about jihads yeah. back in, yeah. in 91. Such an innocent time. <laughs> And uh, another commonly used phrase is the, uh, and I'm probably saying this wrong, the kafia, the head covering worn by Arabs. It is made of cloth and is held in place with a headband. Beautiful. I'd just like to note that the photo on the front of that card to designate the Arabic language is a mosque. It, it is, is a mosque. A mosque. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Oh, folks, here's a, a government card. Oh. And it is the Canadian executive branch. <laughs> Boom. Wow. Canada made the card set. <laughs> We we're, hoping, we're hoping for a Brian Mulrooney. Oh, the executive branch of the Canadian government is headed by a sovereign and a governor general. Both positions are basically ceremonial. 
the governor it says, general. Does it say that, or yep. were you editorializing? No, nope, it, does, it does indeed say that. <laughs> well, it, governor, is, it is very accurate. They governor, are American cards, after all. <laughs> governor general selected by the monarch on the advice of the prime minister. The prime minister, selected by the governor general, usually heads up the controlling party in the House of Commons and selects the cabinet members who are the department heads. It's not entirely true that the prime minister is selected by the governor general. The prime minister is elected by democratic elections, but he is officially appointed by the governor general, just so anyone listening does not think that the Queen of England picks our leader. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't fit that on that card, yeah, though. Exactly. Our, our one UK listener just yeah. was very emboldened <laughs> by how much power his country controls. Yeah. And the final card is a geography card, and uh, one of the most popular cities, I think, to come out of Desert Storm. Baghdad. Nice. Wow. That, what a pack. This is fucking unbelievable. We, it might never be topped. Population of 4.65 million, founded in 8th century AD. <clears throat> Location, central Iraq on the Tigris River, uh, 330 miles from the Persian Gulf. Significance, capital. Built by Caliph al-Mansur in 762 in the design of three concentric circular walls surrounding the palace. Armed guards in the city of Baghdad become one of the major trade centers of the Muslim world. That's odd. Muslim is spelled S-O-S-L-E-M. Not the usual spelling of Muslim I'm used Ma- to seeing. Muslim? The Muslim world. <laughs> of the Muslim world. Uh, that was before we knew how to spell Muslim yep. and we didn't say jihad. After being captured by British forces from Turkey in 1917, mm. Baghdad became the capital of the new kingdom of Iraq in 1921. During Operation Desert Storm, Baghdad was attacked by air almost every day. So there you go. Fun facts about Beautiful. Desert I love Storm. This. Wow, that was good. That was great. I thought we were a sports comedy podcast, but lately... We are a Desert Storm car <laughs> podcast. <laughs> every yeah, week it. we learn a little bit about geography and yeah. American history. Absolutely. K-Trev, you took stuff. us through those cards beautifully. There was a lot going on there. That You should have seen the pack we got on the last show. It, it was, was a dog. It was fucking terrible. Yeah, so I was going to say, the only a, disappointing part of It was a real pack, lemon party? Yeah. <laughs> it was a real lemon party. <laughs> only disappointing part of that pack is that we didn't get any like people but i guess right. we did get that u.s marine warrior that's true which is almost even better than a specific person the shadowed the I shadow mean, warrior a, just a ghost in the green yeah mist. absolutely <laughs> that could be from any war that could be from like vietnam that, that could be from, i think that's a screenshot from splinter mili- cell military personnel or you know cato the green hornet side <laughs> <laughs> Jumping through the mist that comes from the Green Hornet's mist gun. <laughs> That's beautiful. Uh, well, where do we go from here? Should we uh, should we introduce uh, K. Trev to our, our best friend here on the show? Ah, uh, yeah, we could do that. Well, he says. You, I mean, you've seen the show before, I think. Bar Rescue. Yes, yes, I do. I do okay. know. I am familiar with the show Bar Rescue. Okay. Well, we do have a uh, a special segment called yes. the Taffer Tracker. We got some theme music for it as well. Yeah, we do like to catch up with our good friend John Taffer and see what uh, he gets up to from time to time. Uh, and it doesn't look like that theme is going to play right now, unfortunately. It's a, I mean, it's a good theme. It's a great theme. It is. Oh, that's too bad, but... Boo. Yeah, I'll play just drop the it theme. in later. Uh, you'll be happy to know that it, it's the it's Dusty Rhodes theme song. Oh, with nice. just John Taffer yelling over top we of it. We can just play it in the... I'll just play it in the background so K-Trev can hear it. Just so he knows. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's a great theme song. Yeah, Written by Jim Johnson and Jimmy Hart. Wow. That's a great. Oh, Jimmy Hart. Nice. Okay, we got to go all the way back. <laughs> right, I'll play it right now. Oh, okay. It's people working. outside of wrestling may not know this, but Jimmy Hart, before becoming a wrestling manager, was uh, a member of the band The Gentries and had a top four hit. Oh, nice. He's just a common man. You get a $10 raise per hour. If you throw your own employee through a glass window. 
How do you like when he slaps you in the face? How do you defend I'm this? sick of you yelling at my wife. You guys think this is okay. I have a reputation, and I have to protect it. And you will destroy it. I'm leaving. I am not rescuing your bar. Wonderful. All right, Stefan, uh, do you want to introduce the clip? What are we What are we looking at this week? So, What's our man Taffer up to? Uh, he's in a bar in, in Las Vegas. Uh, the name of the clip is, uh, and I, I guess they usually take a quote from the clip. Uh, so the title is, this book is failure. It's a great, great clip. Stephen. There's a lot of, like, this is, I mean, you were saying, you know, John Taffer screams at people. Oh, yeah. This is a scream. This is maybe the most scream-heavy yeah, clip. It gets pretty uh, screamy. It's a minute and a half, and just the screams per minute is just off the charts. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we can uh, we can play that right now. What do you got? I just want you to read these uh, these six to-do things for Brad. Eliminate iced tea? Uh, no. Okay, so that we don't have no. purse hooks? No. Right? I mean, obviously that made the list. Right. I just got to ask you, so what is the point of a list? When I saw Brad's list of things that he only did half of, then I knew the other half was the reason why he's failing. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to take this book, take it home, and I'd like you to put it on your table where you wake up every morning and don't shave. And then I want you to look at it, and I want it to be your inspiration to change, because this book is failure. It has things in it that weren't done by people who shouldn't have been here in the first place. That book. It's real easy to sit back there and be John Tapper and know everything, man. I have worked my ass off, man. This is Las Vegas, man. It ain't L.A., surfer boy. Surfer boy. <laughs> you sat in my car last night and looked at me and said, I lost it. I blew it. I yeah, was you can better see, at this. You can see that I can get mad, so man. Accepted. You can see that I can get mad, Go man. On. I can get it on. Now, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to fix it. I'll fix it, slobber job. I'll fix it. Do it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Trev, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> Slobber chops. First off, I, I've never looked at John Tafford and thought surfer. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's from Great Neck, a, New York. What a bizarre insult that was. I agree, too. That was my first, when I first saw the clip, Stefan showed it to me a couple days ago. I was like, who is like you got to be pretty mad to look at John Taffer and think Surfer Boy? Well, That's we were it. watching it with subtitles over here, so the first time I saw this, I missed the fact that he followed up Surfer Boy with Slobber Chops. As yeah, his second Slobber Chops insult. is a great, great insult. Yeah. Uh, much more fitting for Mr. Taffer, also. I feel like, <laughs> uh, but I love it like they you know, when they get mad at John Taffer for just pointing out. That they've sucked at this, like, yeah, and they have to know that they've sucked at this because they've brought him in to fix the bar. Yeah, like, you, do you think he's just going to stand there and hold your hand and tell you all the good things you did? No, yeah. you're a fucking loser. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show is called Bar Rescue. Yeah, yeah, it's not bar already pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was so it's so funny too because he just is like. Oh, everything about that is great where he wants he's going to fight him, I, I think, but then like not. And he's like, oh, it's so easy to be John Taffer. It's like, well, and then also when Taffer's like, it? well, we were in your car yesterday and you were like, my life Fine. is just in shambles. And so like what changed? Yeah. 
I don't... Well, he made that dig about not shaving, and I think yeah, that was set him off. Yeah, put it beside the bed where you don't shave. Every that was morning. pretty. Ca- yeah, yeah. That, that was just casually dropped in there. Yeah, that I was like pretty that. solid. Uh, I I do enjoy though. I know they only read like three things out of the book that didn't happen, so it's not indicative of maybe larger issues that he hadn't fixed with the bar. But the first thing that they said was iced tea lemonade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't have it. How hard is it to make a fucking Arnold Palmer? (laughs) (laughs) Don't you have a gun with both of those things in it? But if this book is failure, like, how... How bad is your bar? To do. How great is your bar? The fact that you have to put an iced tea lemonade on your to do list and you can't do it? (laughs) Well, it's the number one item, too. That's not a great. And also, I like. If you just had Arnold Palmer's, this place would be like just (laughs) humming right along. I definitely like that he wrote it down, too. Like, I love that. Like, he couldn't just keep that in his mind. Like, that's a pretty popular and well known drink to be like. (laughs) Oh shit! Iced tea and lemonade. Yeah, we should totally do that. <laughs> but it is rare that we get people with the guts to stand up to Tafford. Yeah, no, right I like I like that part. He, of he it, did definitely. get it back. He got shot down. I mean, yeah, obviously, he, you're he, going up against Tafford. He, he, he did get he shot did, down. He sounded like in the end he was going to focus that rage into becoming a real man again. I mean, I, would I mean, the maybe. bar got rescued. I would assume. Well, I, I mean, Ta- Tafford just wanted to get his passion up. Yeah, just raise his ire, exactly. and then he's like, "This is good, but focus this. Focus this on not being a loser." It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, now, speaking of people writing, wait, you got to play the end of the segment. Oh, remember? I do. I do. Otherwise, we don't we're close. Still it. Stuck in the segment. We'll be stuck. In, we'll be stuck in the Taffer loop forever. K. Trev will be stuck in it with us. You know, and I don't I'm sure. He doesn't I, I want don't that. have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Good night. What the hell is that? I'm having to play it through iTunes today because oh, it won't nice. play it through oh, okay. the oh, okay. normal well, window. That explains it's it. It's a little Kathleen Edwards snuck in oh, okay, afterwards. Nice. My apologies. Oh, that's fine. Um, nice lady. But speaking of f- people writing things in books that, uh, or just writing things that lead to failure, uh, this is a great momentous day. Because we're making a new friend and having K-Trev on the show. And I'm very happy about that. But it's also a sad time in all of our lives also because we're losing uh, an old reliable segment on this program. That's that we've true. looked we to many, many times over the years. That, and it is literally years at this point that we've been doing this show. Yep. Uh, the IMDb message boards... Are closing down forever. As, closing as down. of this Sunday, I believe, is yeah. the last day. So we will never be able to look at them again on this program anytime a movie comes up. And um, it's very, it's, un- it's unsettling, personally. <laughs> I find it very unsettling. Um, so we're going to take a, a look. Oh, I find most message boards unsettling. Oh, well, y- yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they're disappearing. Uh, it's so sad. Okay, so we asked the listeners for suggestions. I'm already in love. Someone, uh, Douglas Wong, suggested we look at Bring It On. And uh, Before uh, we do that, though, okay, uh, I have looked up the IMDb message board for K. Trevor Wilson. Okay. And, oh, wow. Even I've never done that. And there's only <laughs> one thread on this forum. It was posted on Thursday, January 5th of this year. So this is recent. This is like a month ago. DVD123 posted uh, the subject line is Christian Science. And it says, Trevor, I caught your act on Kimmel last night. Some very funny stuff there, but I think your thoughts on Christian Science might be a bit misguided. (laughs) 
First of all, Scientology is a cult. <laughs> it is only legal in America because it uses the money it extorts from its members to hire the best lawyers in the land and because it bribes immoral celebrities into becoming spokespeople in an attempt to lend itself credibility. Scientology should be illegal everywhere, not just in Germany. Christian science is a religion and has been recognized as such since its inception. Everything they believe comes from an interpretation of the Bible. It's basically Protestants who are big on the mind-body connection. This continues over the course of an entire essay. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad I didn't look it up. <laughs> uh, there are like seven more paragraphs. Holy shit. I, I do like how this guy was like, what's the best way to reach you? Uh, the IMDb message board. <laughs> I guess it, it did reach you, though. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. guess through a roundabout way, yeah. it did come to... Well, let me put this out there. Uh, to, to anyone thinking of coming up to me to defend Christian science, <laughs> I was born in this religion, I grew up in it, and I left it, and I am very happy to do so. I hold this religion directly responsible for the deaths of many people very close to me. So if you feel like coming up to me to defend Christian science, fuck off. <laughs> fuck right off. Fuck your hat. Fuck your family. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. Well, luckily the thread continues, and someone named Service U. Austin comes in your t- into your defense and says to this guy, if you think prayer works, then you're just a delusional, brainwashed cult member who doesn't possess the critical thinking skills to distinguish between fantasy and reality. Scientology and Christian science are two sides of the same coin. It's all nothing more than caveman superstition. You might as well claim that the Easter Bunny is real. And I, I feel like he put him in his place. Good. That... A good, succinct answer to a very run-on post. And this is what we're losing on Sunday. Yeah, I know. So and uh, uh, Christian science is, is not unlike uh, uh, Scientology because there are people employed by the Christian Science Church whose job it is to destroy any negative press that exists about the church. Uh, they go around and check out library books and destroy them. They buy up books from bookstores and destroy them. Uh, and I think any group that has to do that much sneaking around to protect their image is obviously up to something quite nefarious. So, fuck off. Are they coming after you also? No, no, no. No one's ever from the church has ever bothered me. <laughs> yeah, and Except they won't now. Guy, yeah, they won't yeah. now. Um, okay, so I am on the maybe a little lighter side of things because <laughs> <laughs> I am on the cheerleading movie. Bring it on's IMDb message board and the title of the post. I bet is, you bring it on doesn't get people complaining about their religious beliefs. No, nope, <laughs> no, not that I've seen anyway. Uh, the the title of the thread is Yes, she was. And uh, New T240, and this is in 2010, 10 years after the movie was released, says, Missy, Missy, Missy had a crush on Torrance. If you see it and agree, then great. If not, then keep living in your little bubble. And then Chocolate Butt <laughs> replies, I do not live in a bubble, and yet I do not see what you see. Evidence, please. To which Nudie replies, I cannot prove to you what's something you do not choose not to see. And then it just goes into this massive argument about gay people. And it's great. And it's um, it's like four pages long. That sounds like... Who had a crush on who? Missy had a crush Which on Which one Torrance? of those was, was Kirsten Dunst? Uh, I don't know. Uh, That's, that just sounds like... Kirsten Dunst was Torrance, Torrance. and Eliza Dushku is Missy. Okay. And the, apparently they had a crush on each other. Then this leads us to the next post, which is incest? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> on the bring it on. Always, uh, 
This is from 2008. Uh, L. Tomby writes, Eliza Dushku's character keeps sexually teasing her brother Cliff. I don't know what the producers of the film were getting at, and strangely, their parents are never around either. And then there's some people that are agreeing and disagreeing with that, but there's nothing really like... Incest? Question mark? Oh, this is pretty good, actually. Uh, Nick Schuyler writes, The producers were probably not getting at anything. They usually organize the staffing, lineups, and other essentials like craft services. What was the director thinking? Well, he was daydreaming about a script that he suffered the whole way through, except for the hilarious first meeting with the choreographer scene. That scene saved this movie from being totally horrible, as did the white steel from blacks subtext by the playwright. It was refreshing refreshing since it veered a little way off the rebeaten path that most or all high school movies take since Breakfast Club. That first thread, though, really sounded a lot like these joke posts that have been circulating on Twitter this week of a guy on Tumblr insisting that the Babadook is gay from the movie The Babadook. <laughs> Whenever someone says the Babadook isn't openly gay, it's like, did you even watch the movie? It's canon, basically. I mean, he created a pop-up book of himself for the drama of it all. The Babadook was a man who fearlessly and proudly loved other men in spite of a society telling him that his love was wrong. Like, watch the movie? Now, is this IMDb or? No, no, this is this Tumblr. This is like a fake thing. This is Tumblr, okay. but it's very much in the same Well, obviously, thing yeah. Of, the, of these threads, yeah. I feel like. Now, do you have a movie that you'd like to look up on IMDb that you can think of? Or a TV show? Or a person? <laughs> well, you know what? Let's check out uh, what Letterkenny's message board oh, is. Right. Let's uh, get. Uh, yeah, we can do it. We did actually have someone suggest that. Uh, so you're, you're on the same page. If it's the last chance we'll ever get to look at yeah. it. Yeah, the most recent post is, when will this be available in the U.S.? Yeah. We are dying to see the full episodes. The clips are hilarious. Uh, season one is available for download on iTunes. You'll probably have to wait until season three comes out to get season two. This, says, uh, this is just a random post from Bree YN. And the, the title was Taxi Driver. So I got very thrown off because I was like, <laughs> I don't know how they're going to relate Letter Kenny to Taxi Driver. But all he or she says was one of the perks is dry of driving a cab is you never knew who will get into your vehicle tonight i drove three actors from Letterkenny. must be a taxi driver in sudbury yeah that's the <laughs> and that's the whole post either uh, that or as a taxi driver in toronto when three of us were hanging out together <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay should i do i don't even know if i should read this one uh-oh the sorry on behalf of all canadians Every time I hear the commercial and the way they say that fum crap, I think they were trying to say dumb, but they wrote fum, makes me want to die. Morons, man, just huge morons. I hope his show gets canceled. Now, pretty harsh. The first reply yeah. makes up First for reply from Legend 780, and I hope you die in a house fire. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be a callback even to your roast yeah, battle joke. It could be. It very could well be. could be. And here we go. I love it, though, that he hasn't. A- he just watches the commercials. The commercial. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't this- actually seen the show, but is compelled to go on the message. People, get a fucking life. Yeah, no, this, no one the, has a life. This thread <laughs> is called I Regret Nothing, in quotes. And uh, the post is, that was the best ending to a six-episode running gag. And the first reply is, Squirrely Dan is hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) My mom wrote that. (laughs) (laughs) And she wrote the Die in a House Fire. (laughs) (laughs) My mom will come over to your house and set it on fire. (laughs) She will set it right on your fire. She's an angry woman. Do not cross (laughs) Nancy. I just want to say, before we push this 
uh, flaming ship out to sea in a Viking funeral. Uh, that uh, th- This originally became a bit, uh, K-Trev, because when we were looking over the films of Hulk Hogan, uh, and I just happened to be perusing the message boards for uh, Three Ninjas, High Noon at Ninja Mountain, or yep. whatever the name of it is, uh, uh, I found a post that I had written on there. And uh, that was a when big he was a child reveal, like yeah. mid episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, c- this was not something that we had pre-planned or anything. And uh, I posted on the IMDb message boards, not too often, but well, when I posted w- once, yeah, that's too often. Well, I worked at Rogers Video, and we had internet access on the work computers. I there. worked at Rogers Video too, <laughs> so you would know <laughs> yep. that we had internet access on the computers at work, but only for IMDb. You could not go anywhere else, and it was only to be used to help customers figure out what movie they were thinking of. Because that was the biggest problem, was people would just walk up and be like, uh, yeah. I, I saw the commercial for this, and it fucking uh, sucks. Tom Selleck <laughs> Do you know this movie? He's got a guy. Mr. Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was IMDb before there was an IMDb. That was my... <laughs> People so would just come up and like, Trevor, what's, what was this movie? Is it Tom Selleck. Uh, I think he's in Australia. It's like, quickly down on <laughs> You're the Tom Selleck movie expert. I was, I was Google for my friends. Every once in a while, I still get calls to settle bets. And I'm like, you have the internet. Why are you calling me? <laughs> my, my, I would like, literally faster. had a friend call me up one day to be like, what was the name of the mountain lion from Yogi Bear that said heavens to Murgatroy? I'm like, you're thinking of Snagglepuss. Yes. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's but awesome. Yeah, so I would occasionally get paid uh, by the Rogers to Corporation browse to browse the IMDb message boards because and if you're working a, a day shift at Rogers Video. One of the, the worst shifts I ever worked at Rogers Video, I had to work Christmas Day because Rogers doesn't close. Uh, I worked Christmas Day, and right around the time that I knew my family was sitting down to a lovely Christmas dinner. That's a big video rental day, though. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was arguing with a, uh, a Middle Eastern man who had brought up two copies of uh, Saddle Tramps 1 and Saddle Tramps 2. <laughs> Saddle and, Tramps. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming that's cowboy. It porn? is. A, it is a soft core. It is a series of soft core cowboy themed pornographies. Uh, Saddle Tramps two involving time travel. Oh, of course. Where two women go to a, a, a old west sort of theme park and fall through a uh, a magic mirror and end up fucking a bunch of guys in the oh old west who God. are all. Who are all clean and disease-free somehow. <laughs> Stefan's looking it up on, on IMDb. Dude Ranch operator Bo Garrett narrates three stories of horny ranchers coming to visit his boys. Is that uh, Saddle Tramps 1? That's 2. That's two. Uh, the, which one's got the time gate? It might be 1, then. <laughs> That's or 2. Three? Was there or a was third? There, was there a there third? might have been a third. All I know is he had... <laughs> He had two copies. One of them. This is awesome. One of them involved time travel through a magic mirror. <laughs> and but the write up on the because uh, you know like at, at the old Rogers video you'd get they'd have the, the blurb on the back of the box. But but like if it was a new release they'd have the 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 box. But then you'd have to get the, oh, the, the like the yeah, Rogers yeah, the box behind right, it right, right. and bring it up to get the the movie. And so he had Saddle Tramps one and Saddle Tramps two. And the write up on the back was the exact same for. One and two, and he was like, "I've already seen one, but I don't want to rent the other one if it's just the sa- exact same movie because I've already seen it." And I'm like, "Like, look, I, 
I don't know how much they strayed from that winning formula <laughs> in the sequel. So, I mean, it technically is a different movie. Was it? So, was it this one? Do you reckon that's just the cover? No. Okay, these are different. No, these, this is a different saddle tramps. Okay. Uh, this looks like this looks like a gay that porn looks, yeah, version of saddle gay tramps. Empire, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, so you may want to find soft core. Okay. Let's see if we can find that. Because that wasn't... is so good, though. Oh, is it ta- Time Gate? Tales Time of the Saddle Tramps. Tales of the Saddle Tramps. That's the one. <laughs> so you've seen these? I must... I've seen Tales of the yes. Saddle Tramps. <laughs> <laughs> well, after that uh, argument, I had to find out what was going on uh, in that yeah, movie. Of course. <laughs> that was always my favorite part it's research. Of, of the job. But it's like, oh, it's, it it's Christmas. Yep, that's the and one. And it says, travel to the erotic frontiers of time. <laughs> yeah, I always. That's what I think. Too. Oh my gosh! Actually, she, she's pretty nice looking. Lady. Well, you don't hire Ugmos for your softcore yeah, pornography. So. That's true. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the job, though. You, you probably had to do this too: is call people on the late list and let them know that their movies are overdue. Sir, and when, we need that copy of Timegate: Tales of the Saddle <laughs> Trench back. Yeah, uh, the the number one movie that I remember from having to call on late list was also a, a pornography film called My Ass Is Haunted. <laughs> And I had to call and let him know that it was like two weeks overdue now. And the late fees for pornos were steeper than regular movies also. So this is like a pretty costly late fee at this point. And I called the number and uh, I, you know, a woman answers the phone who I can only assume is the wife of the name that's on the list here. And I say, this is Roger's video calling. Uh, There's just a movie that's overdue. So if you could tell your husband to please... Bring it back. Uh, he'll know what I'm talking about, and it's like just yeah, just he'll bring know. it back, please. And she like insisted, like no, stop calling here. We don't have any movies from you any longer. Like we don't, we haven't rented anything. Don't call here anymore. <laughs> I was just like, no, just tell your husband, and like it's fine. And she really desperately wanted to know what movie was out and i said well i i would rather not say ma'am but uh <laughs> see that's where we're different because i would straight up say <laughs> i would straight up be like uh, excuse me ma'am can you please bring back the copy of my ass is haunted <laughs> now is it your ass that's haunted was it a documentary film ma'am what's going on <laughs> that's fantastic yeah. you're like little girl is your father home no can you please <laughs> Remind your father that My Ass is Haunted, the porno movie he rented, is overdue. I also I once had to call Sarah Orleski, oh, yeah. sports reporter, and uh, tell her that uh, Saddle Tramps was overdue. some Owen Wilson comedy was overdue. Probably Excuse like me, but we really need Dupree. that you, me, and Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's more embarrassing, that you rented it or that it's overdue. <laughs> oh, my God. That's You're awesome. making a sequel to it? It's uh, To Me and Dupree. Oh, nice. And then they're doing a third one. To Me and Dupree. No, You, Me, and Dupree 3. What are you talking about? I once actually uh, refused to rent um, uh, Grand Theft Auto to two uh, underage kids. Okay. And uh, The third one or like GTA 3 or San probably. Andreas? Probably. Uh, we were in the way, way back machine for when I had this job, so probably the second one. Yeah. And uh, like the, I'm like, like, like I, I need your a parent to be here to rent this to you. You cannot. You're not old enough to rent this this game. 
And the kid's mom came in and she was just like, it's just a video game. Like, what's the big deal? I'm like, have you ever played any of the Grand Theft Autos? And she's like, I'm a mom. Of course not. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, this game is for adults. Like, it involves murder and crime. And like, you can literally just beat up a hooker in this game. You can beat a hooker to death and take her money. And she's like, that's awful. Why would that be in a video game? Because like, it's not for children. And she's like, well, then there's no way you're getting this game. <laughs> oh, I was not cool. <laughs> man, chill out, man. Why are you going to tell my mom, that, man? That narc at the Rogers video store is such an asshole. I have two, because I'm a high school teacher, K Trev, which uh, you probably know. But I do I, remember. Yeah. So we're so I have two great stories about that. First one is uh, kids were waiting outside a liquor store, and I was uh, I was walking in, and they were like, "Hey, man, do you think you could you you could buy some beer for us?" And I was like, uh, no, sorry, I can't. And you, I could tell they were like, they just were like, oh, fuck this. And I was like, I'm a high school teacher. Like, I couldn't lose my job. And they could not have turned more polite fast. They're like, oh, yeah, of course. Sorry, man. Sorry for even asking. Like, no problem. And I was like, okay, super weird. <laughs> and then the second time was I saw a student of mine really, really drunk outside of Max Convenience asking me to buy him cigarettes. And he could not figure out why I couldn't do that. It was like the exact, he's like, Mr. Colin, it's not a big deal. Like, I just need some fucking prime times. And I'm like, I'm, I can, can't buy you cigarettes, Carson. Like, you get that. And he's like, no, like, fuck, man, just fucking. And he was so, and then on Monday, I was like, so, Carson, that was kind of interesting. Like, well, he was I a current you, student. Current student. <laughs> uh, I, I saw him, and I was like, Carson, that was, like, kind of interesting when I saw you on Friday. Hey, like, you were pretty drunk. He's like, yeah, why the fuck didn't you buy me smokes, man? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I just figured it was because he was drunk, yeah. but he was just like, what the hell, no, man? No, idiot. he's just dumb. Yeah, he's just really <laughs> dumb, yeah. When I was in high school, we still had OACs, so I was right, 19. Okay, uh, okay yeah, I'm yeah. still in my last year of high school, so I actually used to run into my teachers at bars. Right. And we were both legal to drink. Like, I, I could buy cigarettes when I was 18, which was my right. second last year of high school. So, like, I would literally sometimes on lunch go to a bar, and one of my teachers would be there, and we'd just be like... We didn't see each other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I didn't see you. You didn't see me. Neither one of us are drunk at third period. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, should we get to our clip of the week, fellas? Yeah, I think we should. I and like Stefan, do you want to set the stage for this one as well? Yeah, so Norm MacDonald uh, apparently owns uh, an indoor... So this is... A level below the AFL Arena Football, which is already pretty terrible. Yeah, this I don't know the, how there could be a level below the it. indoor football league, and he he's a part owner of the Salt Lake City Screaming Eagles. I right. don't know how this happened. Me neither. Uh, it seems like a random city for Norm to be yep. involved in the ownership of. He, knows, yeah. he said he knows the owner or something. Well, we're going to hear that in this interview. Yeah. Here. So Norm. Uh, oh, and I will also say that uh, kind of the he lost a bet. That's that's most why. Likely, yeah. <laughs> the selling point of this team is that the fans uh, through an app can call all the offensive plays if they want to somehow. They, they vote they, on they, it. They literally yeah. so you don't download an app. They don't have an offensive coordinator, and you can choose between four plays each. Oh each my play. God! At first down, hail mary every <laughs> yeah, time. Every time. Uh, so this is Norm uh, making an appearance in the broadcast booth of the first game of the uh, IFL season. Uh, Just play lacrosse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to hear from Norm now. We're back here live at halftime. Just had an opportunity to check out the locker room talk. We're up here with Norm McDonald and what's been an exciting game so far. 
Boys, what are you doing, man? <laughs> He's I always wanted to do that drunk. to Mel McDonald. That's what it was. I've <laughs> lost love. my voice, and uh, it's because it's so exciting, you know. I mean, I'm a part owner. I'm, you know, I'm not going to kid you of the Screaming Eagles. But uh, that wasn't the only exciting part. because this app, you know. It's history. It's history. Now, Norm. You're a very funny man. This guy's British for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you're I can't you're, prove it, but... <laughs> you're a very funny man, but tell us your story. I know that we know that you're a part owner, but how did that arise? How did that come about for you to be involved in this? Oh, well, um, I knew a guy, Vivek, you know, uh, and his fr friends, uh, kind of venture capitalists, these young rich kids, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't got no money. I don't, I, uh, don't look I, at me. I would have money if there were no sports. <laughs> but uh, I decided to get some money back rather than, you know, just pay you money. So, uh, uh, anyways, they gave me a piece of the team. And, uh, I, you know, I went and saw what was going on. It was unbelievable, you know. It's revolutionary. And, and, and you know, I was watching the Super Bowl. And I spent the whole fourth quarter with my son yelling at the, uh, you know, at the screen because uh, Brady wasn't going fast enough for my liking. And, uh, you know, I, I realized that everywhere, every you know, game I've gone, it's just been people yelling at what I do, you know. And uh, so we're going to see, you know. I mean, it was a rough, you know, we got some a little growing pains, I realized, you know, because, you know what I mean? You go, you go, uh, Fans, when you first give them that para, they'll go, let's go two-point, let's go onside kick, let's go fake punt. You know? But to their credit, they've called a two-point play and executed it. Well, they did, yes, but they did it after uh, <laughs> they had to do it. After they were put in the position right, we can cut down, this down a little That's bit. just uh, Norm is about to ramble to for another 10 minutes about that. But Wait, no, he stays on for the entire second half oh, and that's commentates right. throughout the that's entire right. Really? It's wonderful. I watched the whole thing uh, yesterday. I think I need to uh, sit down with that later this evening. And uh, I will say as well that the... Uh, the, the players have their like Twitter handles on the back, or they it's like XFL style. It's like he hate me. They yeah. have like the custom names on the back, and a lot of them just have the Twitter handles. But it's just it's pretty great. It's yeah. great, and so I think we should all uh, we're gonna figure out where that app where we can get the app from. Yeah, and we'll watch a game. We're gonna watch a game with and, our listeners. And, uh, and we can, try we can do a, a, a live episode maybe with the listeners and uh, try and call the call as many plays as Perfect. possible. Yeah. Yeah. Norm seems very drunk. He's definitely. So drunk, I'm quite surprised sure. that he did stick around for the rest of the game. Oh afterwards. yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, let's, it's, it's uh, not like anyone from the you know FCC was watching. <laughs> yeah, no, no one. That was broad. That was streaming on YouTube. It's Were they uh, serving liquor in Salt Lake City though? Yeah, yeah you can drink. Uh, you can drink in yeah. Salt Lake City. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we go over this on the show before? Did we? I'm pretty sure we did. Okay. Not yeah. everyone is a Mormon. Right. No. Okay. And it's you just a lot of Mormons. A lot yeah, yeah. of Mormons. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get to our our last segment, our yeah. top three segments of the our top three questions of the week. <laughs> Fuck, I'm I'm tired. That's I'm not. Okay. I don't have I don't have K Trev's excuse. I'm not high. I just am. Oh, that was just a lie. I, I just <laughs> I was just stumbling through words. <laughs> okay, I'm super high, guys. I'm really high. This is the first time I've ever smoked weed, and I'm super high. Well, let's take a look and see what people sent in this week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> we murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Um, anything good in the mailbag this week? We got some good stuff. Uh, first, uh, third question of the week, uh, worth 100 points, comes from longtime listener, donor to the show, friend of the show, Rich Marinsky, and he asks... 
Since chewing tobacco is becoming taboo in sports, what sport will be the first to switch to vaping during play? I said, I said soccer. Yeah, you answered European, immediately. When European were... football, that is definitely a vaping sport. I believe it for sure. I think especially, like, I, I feel like it'd be pretty hard to vape while playing, but definitely on the bench, and I could also see after they dive, like after they get in, like they're pretending they're injured. They're just, they lying, just take on a, the... they're lying on the turf, and they're like, oh, I'm so the, the, hurt. They just I, take like, a big puff of cherry. The doctor runs out with there, the there, There's going to yeah. be a goalie with a vape pen. Yes, goalie. There's going to be sure. a, a goalie pacing back and forth with his hair <laughs> in a man bun, just vaping, and then, and, then, and then he'll put down the vape and like, oh, they're coming. Oh, nope, nope, nope. They got stopped at midfield. <laughs> yeah. It'll be the Hungarian guy that wears the sweatpants. Oh, that remember? guy's great. Yeah. Have it, you seen that guy? No. I'm gonna no. Show you there's a, a right Hungarian now. goalie. I think that the last, wears the last thing I uh, soccer clip I watched was the guy who shit his pants and was trying to clean it by scooting his bum across the. Yes. Uh, oh, turf. yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, Hungary's like actual starting goalie, and he's just like a dad. He's just a dad that <laughs> he wears, wears sweatpants. And That's awesome. Yeah. He for sure vapes. My, uh, my, my, uh, I think my favorite thing I saw in soccer last year was, uh, uh, there was one player and it was in like the, the misplays of the year. And there, I can't remember the team, but uh, one player, he was, he was, uh, you know, heading to the sidelines and, uh, one of his teammates pats him on the back and he didn't know who touched oh. him. <laughs> so he dove right. to, to. To make it look like he'd been, you know, shot. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, he just collapses, screaming, and his teammate is like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Have you awesome. seen? Uh, there was the cel- This was like ten years ago, maybe fifteen years ago, where there was the celebration, and uh, the guy the bit guy, the other guy balls. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you, awesome. you, I mean, that's classic. Everybody, blind people have seen the guy yeah. getting his balls bit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I don't know if there's a lot of ball else. grabbing in in yeah. soccer. Like you see a that lot. a lot. You yeah, didn't. I well, think uh, yeah. the other sport you could see vaping in is baseball. I think definitely yeah. in the bullpen, yep. you could for sure see in the dugout. Also, see some guys lighten it up. Like I know there was definitely stories about Ken Griffey in his last like couple years where he was just the DH in Seattle. Didn't give a fuck. Would just be like drinking Mountain Dew and eating Doritos on the bench. The and saddest like, oh. story was when he was on. Uh, he went and took a nap and yeah, wasn't uh, awake when they called him out to hit. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he that might have been a could have been a vape induced nap. Uh, now I'm gonna I'm gonna go with hockey because uh, like in my experience, hockey players are big into dip. Definitely. Uh, and I remember like an edict coming down <laughs> from the team when I was up north being like telling the, the guys like no more dip during games because you're spitting on the bench and the, the, the building does not want to clean During this up. games? Yeah. Wow. I've never really heard of that. Yeah. Well, I've never heard of know, during games. Used, Junior yeah. B... I feel like the rules are a little bit right. different. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, there's some of the older uh, rinks, they still have ashtrays screwed right. into the side of the bench yeah. uh, <laughs> from when the old guys used oh, to Gila smoke. Oh, Lafleur was definitely hacking darts his entire NHL career. Well, well you, you, if you, guys, you look at the, or the early NHL, they were all just fucking dudes. They oh, were yeah. just like smoking and drinking on the bench. And yeah. Then they'd climb over, beat the hell out of each other, and go back. Yeah. You've seen the picture of like Kippersoff in the back of the strip club smoking. Oh, yeah. So you could just replace that with, with a, a vape pen. Yeah. For sure. And, it's, yeah. and also, you know, the guy who has to clean up the bench afterwards, who is... Can you imagine that being your job? You go into the bench and it's just covered in spitting tobacco, no. basically? <laughs> That's There's probably a lot of vaping in lacrosse right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could yeah, see, see that for sure. The Definitely. janitor would be thrilled with the move to vape pens. To vaping, I feel yeah. Like. Just smell like uh, watermelon <laughs> yeah, in the dressing room after. Totally Nothing fine. to clean up. Totally fine. Okay. Extreme cool. sports probably have some vaping. I would think so for sure. Skateboarding, yeah. snowboarding. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's some uncool guys that like rollerbladers probably vape. I mean, sure. the, 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 the snowboarders, it's probably, you know, weed oil. It's probably weed, yeah. But, uh, but, but they own vape, a lot of vape materials. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, okay, the, uh, <coughs> pardon me, the second question of the week comes from also longtime friend of the show, Aaron Warner at Bertovo, and he asks, at any point in your life, did you consider yourself a pyro? And what is your best lighting things on fire story? I didn't consider myself a pyro. Like I had like Roman candle wars, I'd say would be probably the closest. Right. Where you're just, you know, before they made them illegal out here. And you would just launch Roman candles at each other in a park on Halloween. Yeah. And that was fun. I definitely yeah. have yeah. memories of doing that also. Yeah. We were like, we, de- I was... Because I'm a little older than you guys, K. Trev. I think you and I are pretty close to the same age. I was around that age where, like, the internet just started, and that was like that was all you ever heard about on the news was that the internet had like, oh, now with the internet, like anyone could make a bomb. Like you could just go, you can just go online. Yeah, and you yeah. You can just the, look up how to make a bomb. The only thing anybody a, wants to find online is the anarchist cookbook. Yeah, anarchist exactly. Cookbook. Like yeah, that was definitely that. our era of like you know. Some of those uh, suggestions were great though, like taking old floppy disks, split in half, and then uh, you'd rub two matchsticks together and, and you know grind all of the uh, sulfur and, and whatnot into the uh, into the disc and then you'd glue it back together and then when someone put it into their uh, <laughs> disc drive it would heat it up and the disc would catch on fire and you'd burn their whole hard drive <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah I guess I like that you remember that is this a personal experience that was the one thing I remember reading right. in the anarchist book <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something that that isn't real but sounds like real enough where you would try it well, like, like my, my buddies had like printed out a couple of things I think my one friend got in trouble for making homemade fireworks in his garage right because his parents like you know thought he was a terrorist, and he was just like, no, I'm just I just wanted to make my own Roman candles. Right. Yeah. So we definitely went through that phase of like my buddies. I wasn't as involved, but my buddies definitely went through the phase of like, yeah, we can figure out how to make bombs. And I remember they used to make tape bombs, which was when you would do, you would take caps like pop caps yeah. from a gun, oh, yeah. and you would bundle them all together in duct tape, and then you could like light them on fire. Yeah. And uh, a buddy of mine did that. They, so they were into that. And then the one time that it got real serious and I wasn't there for it, but I definitely saw the aftermath and it was fucked. They, they made a homemade <laughs> cannon out of a cigar tube. And when my buddy went to light the wick, it was like a fast burning wick. So it burned right away and blew up with him standing there. And it w- it's a cigar tube. It's not a cannon. So it, the whole thing just exploded and the lighter blew up in his hand. And he got lighter shrapnel like stuck in his oh, hand. Oh wow! He literally had to have it scraped out of his hand. And then he came back to school and on the back of his hand, he had this big blue patch where the lighter was still like stuck in his skin. <laughs> Holy and shit. And then that was when our pyro careers were over. So it's a little bit ahead of my time. My older brother's three years older than me. Right. So and that's so, so that's the same as me, I think, eighty five. Because uh, you're eighty eight, right? I'm eighty seven. Okay. So, yeah. so he's one year he's older one than year me. Older but than that kind of same But so there was a phase there that I remember where like him and all of his friends were all obsessed with like Having Zippo lighters. Yeah. Oh, everyone wanted yeah. Zippo lighters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah, just, just to the open them, them and yeah, close yeah, yeah. them and, yeah, do some yeah. tricks. and. I think, it, you know, I never really considered myself a pyro, but we did go, you know, we love cherry bombs. Oh, right, of course. So, yeah, us too. 
We'd uh, take cherry bombs and firecrackers, and we'd just like stick them in anthills and stuff like that and right. blow up anthills. Uh, my big thing was um, I would uh, I would light barbecues by by turning on the gas and walking away and throwing a match at it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Classic so, move. You yeah. know, turn the turn the gas on full, and then just you know step back a few feet and light matches and just. <laughs> You Free know. throw shooting. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, to see how big of a mushroom cloud I could get. Nice. <laughs> it's just like the uh, like it, the, the cool guys don't look at explosions. It, it was like amazing it how around. long it took my friends to realize I did not know how to safely light a barbecue. Because they would be like, <laughs> does anyone know how to light a barbecue? And I'd be like, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yoink. Boom. And they're like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Yeah, there's Is like it a supposed button to on explode there like that. Yeah. What's yeah, going yeah, on? Igniter button. So <laughs> oh, you're at least great. supposed to have it on a low setting. Yeah, right? <laughs> definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think I. My friend's like, "You're gonna burn my parents' tree down." And, no, I won't. <laughs> 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 but I might. Uh, awesome. And the last question, the number one question I, of the week. I was just gonna say oh, though, sorry. because as you well know, John, my mom was a high school principal I, for many. She years. was my boss, so yes, uh, I do know that. I have heard multiple stories about people legit like doing the old cherry bomb down the toilet. Oh yeah. Yep. Blowing it works, up the too. plumbing uh, yeah, yeah, trick. Yeah. 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 Classic. It's not just an urban legend. No, it's not. No, I've definitely not just, a, not just a hilarious B-plot for a Simpsons episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and okay, our last question comes in from Michael at MLS Hot Stove, and he asks, this is mostly, I'll let you field this one, Stefan, because yeah, yeah. he says, this is mostly a question for you, Stefan. Do you think any of the guys from Lemon Party are still alive? I'm glad we chose this as like the top. <clears throat> yeah, why not? Um, if you look at the like, it almost looks like a Polaroid. Like it's an so for old those of you that photo. don't know Lemon Party, I'll, I'll get up again. I mean, well, we were looking at it earlier, but but I need you to might have need it K-Trev, I think had an app description. <coughs> yeah, Ktrev. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah, it was old guys sucking each other off. Yeah, okay, perfect. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, very very simply put, a yes. trio of old queens having a good time. <laughs> so like, you look at the picture. It's not. It's a it's an old picture, and the guys yeah. in it, I'm guessing, are I'm gonna say like mid seventies. It's yeah, they're old. Um, the uh, one I, uh, I Stefan, you're really studying. No, no, well, I know because one guy, one guy looks like an old like Japanese man. So <laughs> I would say he's probably still alive. <laughs> I don't know, man, because if he looks old and he's Asian, oh, he's true. a he's billion. Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was the first one to go. He died right after they took this photo. <laughs> he was already dead. That is his. <laughs> This was actually necrophilia. That is, that is his ghost. That is his his ancient Chinese spirit. It's an open casket funeral. I mean, so the guy who's lying down is like... He is a... <laughs> <laughs> he is a clay warrior. <laughs> and, the other, and he's getting it on with two U.S. Marine warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so the guy, the guy like lying down and getting sucked off is like he's hard. He's clearly able to get hard. And the the, the when when did like Viagra? So you're saying come out? he can't be that old. Well, no, because when did Viagra come out? That was like late nineties. Mid nineties. Mid nineties. Let me Google. Mid. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say mid to late nineties. Okay, because I. This when is, did jokes start? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> when did all those kids die at the raves for mixing <laughs> ecstasy and boner pills? Yeah. <laughs> this this to me looks like a pre-Viagra photo. 
Uh, right, so okay. he's still able to to get hard. I mean, I you know could the, be a pee boner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> it could um, just be maybe, turgid. Well, maybe with that's urine. where the lemon. That's where the lemon <laughs> that's yeah, where aspect it comes of it yeah, comes in. It's yeah. a bit tangy. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, yellow. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it came available in 1998. Okay. Okay. So late 90s. Like this late picture, 90s. I'd say this picture is like 94, 95. Um, like it looks kind of similar. To like my school photos, in terms of just well, like the. Can we Google it? Can we Google when, are the are the Lemon Party men still alive? I'm googling it right now. Are the Lemon Party guys still alive? Jesus. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. There's no, there's no like immediate result. Ah, so it's not like anybody's step not like forward. We didn't trekked. say what the, when the image came out. The uh, domain name lemonparty.org was registered on October third, two thousand and two. Right, but the picture looks older than two thousand and two. Yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're dead. I think they're dead. I mean, I think that's really the I think safe. It's bet. safe to say it's most likely late nineties. Realistically, yeah. If and now, that old. like, if it's they're 20 not years dead, ago. they wish they were. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they can't have lemon parties anymore. <laughs> the thing, like, there's got to be more pictures in this series. I would assume is the thing. Uh, yeah. Because there are know. more pictures. Uh, we mentioned Goatsy uh, before the show, and there are a lot of pictures in the goat. The guy's name is uh, Ken. I want to say something. Or it's, it begins with a K. I don't know. Someone will. No someone will correct me. It. But he's got like thousands of pictures of his asshole. Lemon parties is like old bags of laundry. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, uh, yeah, I, I guess we're, we'll we'll say they're dead. Yeah, I think, I think it's dead. that's the safe bet. Yeah, it's, and it's if like one of them is still alive and listening, there's no more lemon parties because please reach yeah, out to us. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's let lot. us know. Let us know if you're alive. How you're doing? What happened to your friends? Do you <laughs> yeah. still have lemon parties? <laughs> I don't think anyone stepped forward to be like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of ninety plus year old dudes that listen to this show. Uh, that's like that would be like them. one of those articles. Grandpa, they're looking for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like one of those articles that would like you know be the most popular article on Twitter for the day. It's like, oh, they yeah. found the, they found the lemon. Party they found guys, the lemon party know? dudes. Yeah, that yeah. would exp- yeah, that would break the internet. Yeah. Please, someone help us find the lemon party yeah. men. <laughs> yeah. You let's can't have a lemon party without old dick. <laughs> I'm into it. All right, let's get in. Uh, let's the final segment. Yeah, wrap let's it up. go from the three questions to everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top mm. of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. K. Trev, this is just a cultural recommendation, or you can just pick anything that you enjoy. Beauty. That you think the listeners? We might really like. have not talked about sports, hardly no, at all. We but this is coming out in like two weeks. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Don't didn't want to date it. <laughs> it's called One Good Thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen. What do you like this week? Uh, I'm just going to say, hopefully in the next two weeks, they don't find out who the Lemon Party guys are. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we really want Sound won. like idiots, then. <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend a video game, and I'm going to recommend Sniper Elite 4. Okay. Which is the game where you can, uh, you can shoot. It, it's just shooting Nazis, uh, and then when you shoot them, it does like a slow motion uh, X-ray camera of their internal organs exploding. And even if you shoot them in the nuts, you see their testicles explode in like slow motion. This is the World War II shooting. Game. Yeah, and you're shooting Nazis, so it's like you don't feel bad about it or anything. 
Uh, Some of them were just following orders. Well, no, that's the thing. Is it, 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 it actually, when you zoom in on them, it shows like a little bio about them that pops up. And most of them are like bad things. Most of them are like, oh, they burned down a village or, okay. or they killed a prisoner. But like one of the guys was like, wa- wants to get home to his ailing father. And then you just shoot him in the nuts. And, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I, yeah, no, I love it. And it, you can kill Hitler. And if you shoot him in the nuts, it's actually just one nut. Like it's it's wow, correct. historically yeah. accurate. Yeah, no, so it's fantastic. <laughs> Very, yeah, they they didn't overlook any details. Yeah, and are Himmler's have... balls really tiny, or is that just the song? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to I'll have to find out. Yeah, you well, you guys know the the, the 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 whistling march. The <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then it actually had words, and the words were all about uh, the dictators in World War II, and it was Hitler has only got one ball. Himmler's. Got two, but they are small <laughs> gobbles. Got something similar. And poor old Stalin's got no balls at all. Wow. <laughs> I've never heard that before. I haven't either. But that's We're learning like a lot that, today. Yeah. Another, yet another it probably lesson. wasn't Stalin, actually, at the end. If I'm thinking, it was probably Mussolini somewhere in there. Right, yeah. Stalin Benito. would have been on the Allied side, and they wouldn't be singing about him being ballless. No, they, wa- <laughs> they wanted to imagine he had a huge dong. Not for uh, ten more years, anyway. Exactly. I am going to yeah. recommend a book. Ah, and uh, thank you. It came from Very actually Justin's girlfriend, oh. Carrie, lent me a book called The Great Beanie Baby Bubble. And it's by Zach Bissonette, who's written a few different, uh, you know, sort of historical, well, not historical, but books about recent events. And it's just a really interesting look at basically how Beanie Babies came to be. Uh, the guy, the like psychotic weirdo that ran the whole company. Super fascinating read. Uh, I wasn't really a big Beanie Baby guy, but it was definitely really interesting to see all of that stuff and uh, and read about how it kind of came about, how the bubble exploded, all of that. It's uh, yeah, super interesting read, real easy read, and uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. The just great like Beanie Baby Bubble, just like Lemon Party, just some like more late '90s nostalgia. Absolutely, <laughs> well, bringing it all. Once back. people became aware of the collectibles market, it was almost the destruction of the collectibles market. Totally, like, yeah. Uh, the same thing happened in comic books where. Uh, they would put out special prints and special editions just for the purpose of them having a higher resale value farther on down the road, but because the market is just so oversaturated that it never matures. Well, the thing was that, that the, the main culprit seems to be that people never really seem to realize how many of the Beanie Babies there actually were. Well, they yeah. were McDonald's toys. Yeah, right? so those were like a different line. They were teeny beanies, but... okay. Well. Get your shit That's straight, yeah, Steph. Duh, I'm sorry. You stupid shit. Um, <laughs> but that was the interesting part: was that it was a worldwide company, and he's making tons and tons of these. But because a few select people had made money off of actual like misprints and retired Beanie Babies, they just thought the whole everything was worth a bunch. And that was kind of the point that the author was making: is he's like, if people actually ever saw like sales bills from the company, they would have never ever believed that these were worth any money. So it's pretty crazy how people got swept up in it. And we were talking about that with Nick Dyka a few weeks ago about how like baseball cards and mm-hmm. stuff are totally. largely worthless also. Yeah, exactly. Which sucks. All my foil X-Men comics are never... But you have some magic cards though, don't you? Uh, or do you have magic me. cards? I'm you got magic, magic cards. cards yeah. yeah. Uh, I am going to recommend a television show, okay. which I predicted that I would recommend <laughs> on the last episode when I hadn't seen it yet. Uh, it's called Legion. And it's on FX. It's it exists within the X Men universe, uh, but it's written and directed by uh, Noah Hawley, who also made Fargo, 
uh, the TV show, which is fucking great also, which you've recommended, I believe. Yeah, yeah Fargo is wonderful. Um, and uh, just like right from the first episode, there will be have been three by the time this comes out, uh, and I've seen two of them. It's very, very stylish and assured and like... The set design is incredible, and yeah, it's about a guy uh, who's basically the most powerful mutant uh, on the planet. I th- in the comics, he's the son of Charles Xavier, but I don't know if they've made uh, that, you know, I don't know if that's a part yeah. of the show or not. Uh, at least not yet, anyway. And it's on FX? It's on FX. He's played by Dan Stevens, who's the Ooh. star of The Guest, yep. which is a film I've recommended on the show before. He will also be the Beast in the forthcoming Beauty and the Beast remake. So it's got a great cast, and uh, it was just a very thoroughly entertaining and gorgeously shot show. It's called Legion, and I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, well, i got to recommend a TV show, too. Uh, it's going to be coming out. Well, by the time this airs, it, uh, it will probably be ready to premiere. It's called What Would Sal Do? It's going to be coming out on Crave TV. Uh, and it's from the uh, creators of Letterkenny, New Metric Media. Which, right, I should say the producers of Letterkenny. Uh, and it's a show set in Sudbury, Ontario, about a guy who finds out he is the second coming of Christ. And uh, he goes about trying to be a better person now that he knows he is uh, the, the reincarnation of the Lord. And it stars uh, Jennifer Dales, uh, Dylan Taylor, and uh, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Oh, nice. Um, I've heard lots of a, good things. It's a super funny show, uh, really well shot. It's, a, uh, it's nominated for uh, three CSAs, and it, th- this is before it is even premiered. So It's a good sign. Uh, but it's a great show. I highly recommend it, and not just because I'm in episodes one and eight. <laughs> so as if Letterkenny <laughs> itself was not reason enough to sign up for Crave TV. You can now get uh, uh, What Would Sal Do? And it, uh, uh, you'll find me in episode one playing a homeless prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Typecasting. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and K-Trev, uh, people obviously we've talked about Letterkenny. You also have an album out, Sex Cop Fire Sex Penis. Sex Cop Fire Penis. Which, yep. is, uh, <laughs> which people can grab, and it's great, obviously. And uh, you're here for JFL Northwest. Anything else you want to plug date-wise? Uh, well, coming up, uh, I'm, I'm starting work on, on Letterkenny Season 3 next week, so uh, uh, I'll be... I'll be gone for a, a, a while doing that, but uh, March 18th, uh, well, March 17th is the uh, St. Patrick's Day and also the premiere of Letterkenny's St. Patrick's Day episode. March 18th, uh, I'll be performing at the Sudbury Comedy Festival on a Letterkenny show with uh, Jared Kiso, Nate Dales, and Mark Forward. Awesome. Uh, and I believe March 18th is also the premiere of my comedy special, uh, K. Trevor Wilson, Bigger in Person which uh, was filmed last year at uh, Just for Laughs, uh, and that should be coming out on CTV and Comedy Network uh, as part of the All Access. And, uh, yeah, and then I'll be joining the Just for Laughs uh, road tour in uh, early April doing the Southern Ontario dates. Nice. Uh, Yeah, before, um, let's see, and then uh, uh, end of April I will be at the Halifax Comedy Festival. Fantastic. Sounds great, man. Thanks again for doing the show. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is great having you here. Uh, I am curious, though. Do you mostly get comedic roles? You seem like a guy who could be, like, a gruff heavy, though, also, like, in... Like a like I Sons mean, of Anarchy or something. I do mostly uh, do comedic stuff, uh, but you know, I, I came from a, a proper theater background, and I have played uh, heavies uh, uh, in the past. Uh, you can actually see me in the Art of the Steel playing a Polish mobster. 
uh, alongside uh, fellow Toronto comedian Scott McCrickard. Uh, we have some fun scenes with uh, Matt Dillon in that movie. And I was in The Border, the CBC series, as a biker named Grady from New Brunswick who nice. murdered right. a man that was on the phone with his mother-in-law. <laughs> it's the Beautiful. voice, really. Like, yeah. you know, you have the beard to match, I guess, but it's just like... I've got... I've, I'm somewhere between Seth Rogen and Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Seth Austin. If Stone Cold Steve Austin and Seth Rogen had a child, I would be that child. <laughs> nice. Amazing. That's well, the bottom line. <laughs> Stone Cold said so. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, with that, I don't think we're going to get any better than that no, right now. No, we're there. not. Uh, until next week, uh, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommate is no one as we record live in the Real Good Studios in Olympic Village. Our intern is the fine folks at SeatGeek promo code Real Good. Our guest has been K. Trevor Wilson. Again, thank you so much for being here, K. Thanks Trevor. for having me. Uh, and you can find him on, as we said, Crave TV and uh, many other places that he just mentioned. Mostly Crave TV. <laughs> I'm all over that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a craving for K. Trevor Wilson. Uh, it's going to uh, start being spelled with a K. It's <laughs> yeah. That's what the K stands for, Crave TV. <laughs> <laughs> the T stands for Trevor, and the V stands for Wilson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Dutch spelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find us online at realgoodshow.com. You can donate to the show if you happen to enjoy it at patreon.com slash realgoodshow for some bonus content every single month. And uh, find us on Twitter, of course, at realgoodshow. The Facebook group is a ton of fun. You can find that as well. It really helps the program if you rate and review us on iTunes. And, of course, the number one way to help the show is to tell people that you like it. Tell, tell your friends. Tell your friends about this show if you happen to enjoy it. If you have friends. Yes. Uh, if you are lucky enough to count yourself among the friend-havers. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stephen Hack. John Cullen. K. Trevor Wilson. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Crave Fireworks. TV. Wow. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess that kind of made more sense. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. But, yeah, it's no big deal. We missed, yeah. the, missed the boat on that one. That's okay. We can't yeah. win them all. Oh, we can't. No. No, when we don't. No, we definitely <laughs> don't. <laughs> I keep on dancing for
Don't, I, uh, don't look I, at me. I would have money if there were no sports. 